and welcome to Becoming Less, an Edmontonian journey to less waste, less impact, less consumption, and less clutter. Becoming Less is brought to you by Waste Free Edmonton, and together we are dedicated to waste reduction efforts both big and small. I'm Biz. I'm Emily. And today we are going to chat about the Plastic Free July movement. And this is our first official podcast partnered with Waste Free Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Yeah, so I mentioned before on the last podcast that I'm a Waste Free Edmonton volunteer and have been for um, over a year now. Yeah, me coming on the podcast was a really great way to integrate Becoming Less and Waste Free Edmonton. And so we'll kind of be working together and have Becoming Less as Waste Free Edmonton's official podcast and another media stream that people can become educated and learn more about waste-free Edmonton and and efforts in Edmonton and just becoming waste-free in general. Yeah, so I'm excited because we're going to promote some of waste-free Edmonton's efforts that they're doing and hopefully um, encourage some people to help by donating. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> and they're going to promote the podcast, so win-win. Yay! Yeah, everybody wins. It's going to be It's going to be good. It's going to be a beautiful partnership. So if you haven't heard of Plastic Free July, it is a movement that's been going on for about 10 years now. I believe they started in 2010. Yeah, my understanding is that it kind of started in Australia. Everything starts in Australia. (laughs) And it's a small, (laughs) like it was a small, I guess kind of a small group of people. And it just really grew to be more and more. Now it's a worldwide movement. You can check them out at plasticfreejuly.org, but we're going to chat a little bit about their website anyway. They have lots of suggestions for what you can do to get involved. So, Emily, have you been involved in Plastic Free July this year or previous? Yeah, so I have known about Plastic Free July, I would say, for quite a while, and it's a popular social media movement. For me, a lot of, you know, Instagram accounts and things like that, they'll have plastic-free July challenges and tips and a whole variety of things. And so I've known about this for a little while. I would say this year I did not intentionally do the July plastic-free movement as much as I probably normally would have. Um, Why is that? (laughs) um, Why could that be? (laughs) Well, this year, as I'm sure everyone is aware, we're in this little thing called a pandemic, um, which we talked about previously, which I feel like has really put a bit of a damper on my zero waste efforts and the zero waste efforts of lots of people. And so I think it's especially difficult this year to go plastic free, although there's still lots of things that that you can do. And I will just say, so the idea behind the plastic, the July plastic free movement is not necessarily to get people to go completely plastic free for the month of July and then kind of wash your hands of it and be done. The idea is to put it in people's minds and have them do things and think about their plastic use. And hopefully that will kind of carry through throughout other months of the year. Yeah, I think it's a more focused time frame for people to post and learn from each other and get ideas. Even just a time frame for you to set a goal for yourself to be able to participate. 
I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'd never heard of Plastic Free July before this year. Oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I have to say that I, I always try to reduce my plastic as much as possible at any point. So I can't really say that I've done too, too much for the purpose of Plastic Free July. Um, mm-hmm. I will say one thing I have done this month that is an intentional change or an attempted intentional change I guess is that I contacted the city to see what their actual rules were on putting your garbage into a plastic bag so I was told that if it's in a can and it's less than 44 pounds because that's not not 45 not 44 44 pounds or less (laughs) then it can be just loose in the can But if anything sticks to the can, it's staying there. So if it's frozen in the winter, or if it's uh, sticky and just stays in there, nobody's reaching in to try to pull it out. So the plastic bag just makes it easier for the waste people. (laughs) Uh, Collectors. Collectors. (laughs) Yes, collectors (laughs) um, is the official term. Yeah. I will also say that a lot of people, uh, well, at least in the city of Edmonton, don't necessarily have a garbage can or like a like you know a back alley or something to put their garbage specifically in so a lot of people will just put bags out on the curb yeah that's another popular and then yeah people come over and cut them open and spread garbage all over my driveway Mm, yes yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's great (laughs) with that i i don't want to make their job more difficult so I decided that what I'm going to do, since I cannot get cat food in anything but a plastic bag, that I am, my goal is to try to not produce more garbage than my cats can eat. <laughs> and I will just use... How much do your cats eat? Well, I have three cats, so between them I get, I get a big bag of cat food when I go get it, and hopefully I can just keep all of my waste, including their litter... In that container, because actually, honestly, most of my waste is cat litter. Yeah. That's most of what I produce for garbage. Okay, so just to, like, put it in perspective, so garbage pickup is... Is it every week? At my place it is. Yes, it it probably is. I live in an apartment, so um, I... Oh, this is a good dumpsters. Yes, so I don't have residential waste collection the same way as someone who lives in a single, single family dwelling or residential dwelling, as they're called. So I'm not familiar, but yeah, so weekly garbage disposal and like, how often do you put out a bag of garbage? Would you say like, do you put out one every week? Goodness or, no. Yeah. No. Probably less than that, right? Less than that. We put out a kitchen size garbage bag every probably three weeks. Yeah. So I feel and like, yeah, probably. Including the cat litter. Mm, like okay. I said, most, yeah. of my, most of my garbage is cat litter. <laughs> Darn cat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, no, that, I, I just wanted to put it in perspective. So, like, that's a really attainable goal to shift your waste to be a bag of cat food, right? Because you would probably go through one of those, like, in the same amount of time that you would I'd probably go through fill. one a month, so. Okay, but yeah. I'd say the cat food bag is smaller than your kitchen-sized bag, but if I go through one a month, then I, I don't know. It is a goal. <laughs> it's one that I, yeah. I don't think I could do today, but that... 
that's my I have an actual visual garbage amount goal now. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really cool. And I think that being able to make a waste goal that is very relevant to your life instead of, you know, being like, I'm never going to use plastic again, except for my cat bag or whatever. <laughs> but I think that, yeah, being able to quantify it in a visual way is really neat. And also probably pretty satisfying if you do, yeah, if you are able to achieve that goal. Then the first time that I put my cat food bag garbage out, I will let you know. (laughs) Okay, I did it. Huzzah! Stay tuned, folks. (laughs) Exciting things are on the horizon. Exciting, (laughs) exciting things are happening. Yeah. What about you? Have you done anything? Okay. Um. Yeah, and we, like I said, I I wasn't necessarily as intentional, but um, yeah, my. My big update and my big change is, is that I am making the switch from disposable paper towels to reusable paper towels in my households, uh, which I'm very excited for. I was on, basically what happened is years and years ago, I bought a huge pack of paper towel because I'm very economical from Costco. And I think it was actually like probably four years ago now that I bought that and then I'm finally like finishing up my last roll and I was like now's the time I'm making the switch yeah so that's gonna be my change over I, I didn't make the change before because I wanted to use what I already had I'm not gonna lie I'm still gonna have paper towel in my life I don't think it's something necessarily that I will completely get rid of because there are a few things that I find I don't want to use a rag or a, you know, reusable paper towel or something like that and then it be full of grease or something that would like damage my washing machine or my kitchen sink or plumbing or something like that. Um, So I probably will still have paper towel in my life, but the amount uh, that I will use paper towel is going to be significantly reduced and I also think it's going to be a good tool to get my partner to significantly reduce the amount of paper towel. He loves paper towel. He loves it. (laughs) Uses it all the time. So I think that just by like removing it and replacing it with something that looks very similar and has a very similar function is going to be an easy transition for us and like a small one, but I think it'll have a big impact overall. Well, when my partner moved in with me almost four years ago, I'd already not had paper towel mm-hmm. for a good amount of time so he's just never had it yeah <laughs> he's like mm-hmm. you're coming into my house there is no paper towel in this house <laughs> yeah yeah um, but I don't change my own oil like Emily does so yeah know. yeah so, so we were talking about that and because Biz was like well like you know you can always like what like why wouldn't you just wash things or you know, be careful. And I'm like, well, if I have like a ton of grease or yeah, if I'm changing my oil or like, those are things that I don't want to have a rag and, you know, have a whole bunch of like used car oil on and then throw it in my washing machine. Like that's just not, (laughs) that's not good for anyone. And I mean, there's definitely, yeah, disposal requirements and things like that that go along with it. So yeah, for jobs like that, my my justification is, yes, I'm not, you know, every time I wipe up a spill or do something in my, like, in my regular kitchen, household, whatever, I'm not going to use a paper towel and dispose of it. But for really 
So this is more for him than for you. <laughs> for my partner? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a household change. <laughs> yeah, but don't get me wrong. Like, I have still used paper towel in my life. But yeah, I think it's going to be a good household shift. And one that will, it'll be an easy, easy transition. Like, I think it'll be really seamless. And it's not going to be something like, we don't have to completely change how we live our, or like cook meals or, you know, so things like that are clean. I do right? kind, of find, kind of funny that your plastic free July movement is to get rid of paper. <laughs> yes. Well, but, but. We'll point out that they do come in plastic. Yeah. It's, yes. It is almost nearly impossible to find paper products that aren't wrapped in plastic. Yeah. That's one of the few things that I still get plastic in my house is for toilet paper because I, like, I don't use paper towels. Mm-hmm. I don't use Kleenex tissue. We yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter if they're Kleenex brand. We yeah. call them Kleenex. <laughs> but toilet paper is not going away anytime soon in my, yeah. in my life. And I feel like this will be a topic that we'll talk about probably on its own episode at some point. Because yeah. I feel like there's a lot to talk about with it. But anyways. <laughs> but yeah, my, my tissues are reusable flannel tissues in a, I made a cute mm. little pop-up box so they come out just like Kleenex. Ooh, I like They're that. They're super cute. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. I have three of them throughout the house. And- yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's a, like, that's kind of why I chose to go with something like, you know, I say unpaper towel because basically it's pieces of cloth that are very similar they're still like yeah pieces of flannel really absorbed. yeah they're not bad yeah um they're better now that we've used them a few times honestly yeah now that yeah. they get washed now a that they've been times, washed a few times yeah they're better because i remember i was surprised at how easily my partner transitioned into the reusable tissues mm-hmm. he's like this is what we're using now this is what we're using now and i'm just like mm-hmm. you know what this is my choice if you want to be on board great but it's still your choice. He's like, yeah, they're there. Mm-hmm. But I remember like the first few times he'd use them and it wouldn't <laughs> quite, I, I don't know. It if wouldn't it was, quite absorb. Right? Yeah. And so he's yeah. like, now I'm a mess. <laughs> yeah. Now but, I have to go have a shower. Yeah. But after, yeah, after they got washed a few times, they definitely did better. Yeah. 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 So I think that like, I'm excited for it because I think that that's an easy swap to do that, is very similar in functionality. No loss of convenience. There. Yeah, no loss of convenience. So I think that it's like an easy, an easy switch that lots of people can do. Okay, that makes no a lot more of sense. garbage bags for Biz. Yeah, mm, no more. Almost no. Almost no. zero paper towels for Emily. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So Maybe let's go back good. to the Plastic Free July organization mm-hmm. because I think that their their website's actually set up really really well because it it doesn't discriminate depending on what level you're at Mm -hmm. like there are useful things on there for you and me who've been doing this for a long time and there's useful things on there for people who have never done anything to do with getting rid of plastic in their lives before and don't know where to start and they break it down into different areas of your life so there's like school and work and health and parties and and they break it down to like, where are you? Are you just beginning? Do you need more information? Are you like yeah. serious about this and more more interested in spreading the word? And it's broken. And it's cute because it's just pictures mostly. It's yeah. Kind of I, I was going to say, website. Um, their website has like a getting started section. So for people who are totally new to this, who 
you know, the zero waste movement might seem pretty overwhelming. They'll have, you know, things for you there and then next steps and then further things for, yeah, at work, at school, at events, for businesses, for communities, and then local government. So lots of, lots of steps, no matter where you're at in your plastic journey. Yeah. And I really like that they include things like events and parties because, so many people know about water bottles and, and straws and coffee mugs and grocery bags and all those things. Those are something that everybody's aware of. But sometimes it's like a party comes up and you've never thought about it because it's not something you think about all the time. And so you go and you buy the balloons and you buy all the decorations and the disposable plates and the... Mm, and wrapping right? paper and... Yeah. Right? And so they have a whole section on that too and, and different ways that you can still be festive without all the garbage. Mm -hmm. And I think that too we have in our society there's a lot of, you know, oh well it won't be special if we don't have like certain things. You know, if like we don't have wrapping paper or like there's a lot of things that we think about that make a birthday a birthday or an event an event or things like that that but come on what makes a birthday a birthday oh but like i mean the day that you were born <laughs> <laughs> i meant i meant like what are our our but stereotypical i would right? say like a birthday cake with candles balloons wrapped presents um okay you know make your own cake totally absolutely yeah. balloons you don't need balloons Let's don't do that <laughs> Why? You can get biodegradable balloons. Don't do it. <laughs> if you have to get balloons. I I I will say like I I agree. I think that not you don't need all of these things to make a celebration special, but I also think that stereotypically we're in a space right now that I guess that there's certain societal expectations on people and I think that while it might be nice to not have any of those things there's also alternatives that don't require plastic where you can still have a party feel or whatever without having waste i haven't purchased gift wrap in a very very, very long time i don't even know when it's been so long i just have a stack of bags that i use yeah exactly and, mm -hmm. and i didn't even buy any of them I just got them from other people. <laughs> so I also have that. And like I have a, yeah, a variety of gift bags and tissue and stuff. But but I think that it's, yeah, you can still have like a, a present that's in a bag that looks nice and still has that idea behind it. But you don't need to use plastic or you don't need to create waste. You can have something that's reusable, but still have that idea of what you see in a stereotypical birthday party. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But anyway, I, yeah. you can go to their website and they have lots of ideas beyond that. That was just something that I, I was like, yes, people need to talk about this more because it's not a mainstream topic at mm -hmm. the moment. Yeah. Um, um, and sorry, I'm just reading on their website, but it says our movement has inspired over 250 million participants in 177 countries, which is pretty cool. So you can actually, yeah, basically sign up for their challenge and they will send you tips and tricks on how to move towards um, a plastic-free And they did a life. quiz. Did you do the quiz? 
I did not do the quiz. What's the quiz? There's a quiz on like, where are you in your plastic journey? Mm, (laughs) I like that. So, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, so... And it actually, I was like, huh, I could do better. (laughs) Right? Yes, I can do better all the time. I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't think there were very few... There were very few things that I scored low on, but I definitely didn't get my, like, on a scale of one to five, didn't get fives across the board by any means. Yeah, that's um, fair. But hmm. there. Okay, well now Things I want to take this quiz because I quiz. think that this is very interesting. And I'm sure, yeah, there's always room for everyone to improve, um, I think, in especially in Edmonton and Alberta, um, because living completely plastic-free is very, very difficult. But I think that, yeah, if lots of people do even one or two or three small things for plastic through July that that'll make a big difference overall so speaking of small things Mm -hmm. I think that is the best way to get into this if you enter into plastic free July I know we're halfway through most of the way through July already but um, (laughs) we're we're a little late to the game we're we're talking about this but (laughs) if you're coming into July and you're like I want to get started I'm going to go gung-ho and you just want to go full tilt, head first into this, well, the likelihood that that's going to stick is pretty low. So I would recommend making small goals. I like to, can't remember the name of the book, but I will post the name <laughs> of the book about atomic habits. And it's basically like, if you want to develop a new habit, start with the smallest possible change you can. Because let's, like, for example, if you're goal is to to work out don't be like i'm gonna do three one hour workouts a week that's a pretty good commitment you can start with i'm gonna do one push-up a week that's a pretty tiny thing to accomplish but generally when you're down in the push-up position and you're doing your one push-up you're probably gonna do more than one you're probably gonna you've already it's just called atomic habits emily is (laughs) Emily is on top of this. I was frantically Googling. By, by James Clear. By James Clear. And I haven't read it yet, but I've heard about it from multiple places and everyone is gung-ho about this book. So it is on my list of things to read, Atomic Habits. And I've kind of already followed that philosophy for a long time. The smaller the habit, the easier it is to change. So start small. Really, you don't have to do everything all at once. Yeah. And I think that that's a really, really important movement idea if you are trying to go lower waste or you are trying to go plastic free because it can be very overwhelming at first and you don't want to fall into the pit of despair that comes with realizing that every piece of plastic that you use is going to be around forever and I think that doing small incremental things can have a huge huge difference yeah try not to stress out too much about some stuff that you can't control and you can do some of those basic things that everyone knows about. If you don't have your reusable water bottle, go get a reusable water bottle. Now, that being said, go get a used reusable water bottle. Don't have yes. to go buy new. Yes. Okay, so there are so many out there. We, we've talked about this before, but the whole idea that you need to buy new things in order to go low waste is so infuriating to me. <laughs> Um, like you don't need to go buy brand new produce bags to not use produce bags. You don't need to go and buy 
you know. You can be like Emily and just throw them all loose in the cart. Yeah, throw your stuff loose in the cart. (laughs) Just do it. Um, you can't use, like, a lot of places you can't use your reusable produce bags anyways because of COVID now, so, um... But there's no rule yeah. saying you actually have to put them in the bag in the first place. Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of a little more organized when you get up to the counter, but it's doable. It's, you don't have to go out and buy a whole bunch of new stuff. Yeah, you really don't, don't. And I don't recommend that either because yeah. that's kind of counterproductive. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I feel like there's so much stuff in the world that we have my go-to now instead of like going on Amazon or, you know, to buy new things. I have started just, you know, perusing if I can find something on Kijiji or, you know, going to a thrift store or something. Like it's much better to try and use something that is already there that maybe someone doesn't want anymore. I live two blocks away from a value village. It's very handy. Yes. And it's like on my way home. It's like I'm just gonna oh, hop in here yeah. and see if they have this thing. Yeah. 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 And, and you would be shocked. You my friend. Yeah, yeah, you would be shocked at how much stuff that you can find. Yeah. You definitely don't have to like feel deprived mm-hmm. and still be able to live a green life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other suggestions for helping people get through plastic free July? I think that, yeah, I would, my, my biggest thing would be like, don't go and buy a whole bunch of new stuff because that's counterproductive for the movement. <laughs> yeah. And just pick one or two things. Start mm-hmm. small. Start small. Do something like, yeah, you know, trying not to use garbage bags or trying not to use paper towel or something small, achievable that can be implemented for a long time that you know, you don't necessarily need to never buy plastic again starting tomorrow, but if you... Yeah, like reusable straws. Mm -hmm. You can go back and listen to my rant on reusable straws (laughs) in the reuse episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, hey, it's time for our wine, cheese, and dessert segment. Mm, Yes, it is. So, this is where we whine about something that's been challenging, make some sort of cheesy joke about it, And then we end off with something a little sweet, something that's gone well for us. My wine for this episode is that my co-workers are constantly bringing in treats. And I'm talking like clamshell packages of muffins and boxes of donuts, bowls of chocolates and hard candies. And I've basically sworn off all of these things if there's any plastic involved so the only thing that really anyone brings in now that i actually partake in is homemade dishes mm-hmm. today one of my coworkers brought in blueberry coffee cake and it was amazing Ooh, yes i'm looking forward to trying some of it <laughs> i brought a piece for him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and two hortons donuts every once in a while someone brings in and that comes in just cardboard so oh and birthdays mm-hmm. I mean, we gotta celebrate birthdays. Yeah, come and, on. And it's not, yeah, I'll take it. I try not to whine about that. I just take part in the event at that point. But, like, the everyday, and I'm talking, like, almost every day, somebody brings something in, wrapped in plastic. It's a workplace thing. It's a total workplace, yeah. And, and they're just trying to, like, keep morale up, and all it's doing is stressing me out <laughs> in my soul. <laughs> doing the exact I'm like, opposite. <laughs> No, why? Um, so, yeah, my wine is that I have to stare at delicious things and not eat them. And then my yeah. my cheese is, why do donuts make great priests? Why? 
because they're holy. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's perfect. Okay. Um, okay, so my wine, cheese, and dessert is I am a big fan of Birkenstocks. These are like okay. my go-to footwear for like too many months of the year. Like I wear Birkenstocks probably longer than most people should. Anyways, and so Birkenstocks <laughs> just came out. One of the reasons why I like Birkenstocks too is they're all natural materials. They're made with like cork and leather and metal. Birkenstock recently came out with a, everyone's calling it like a rubber Birkenstock. So the one downfall of Birkenstocks. This just makes me think Crocs. But they look like Birkenstocks. <laughs> okay. They're like trendy. They're they're cool. I don't know. I okay. don't really know how to describe them. Um. Anyways, and so I was like super excited about this because Birkenstocks, when you have like leather and cork and those materials, you can't get them wet, right? That's like the one oh. rule of Birkenstocks is that if you get them wet, it's like really not good um, and... Yeah, it's, it's not nice. Anyways, and so I was super excited about these rubber Birkenstocks because I was like, oh, well, maybe if they're actually rubber, like, that'll be cool. You can wear them with water. Awesome. Turns out they're not rubber. They're made of a plastic, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is, I mean, makes sense. But now they're off of my list of things to purchase. Anyway, so they're, yeah, one of the reasons why I love the Birkenstock brand is because of their all-natural products, and they have basically changed, yeah, they've introduced plastic, (sighs) and it's a way cheaper Birkenstock, like, it's a third of the price. Well, of course it is, it's made of plastic. Exactly, so it's like, I guess it just kind of breaks my heart a little bit, and I need to whine about it, because, (laughs) yeah, I just, like, loved love the Birkenstocks and now yeah they are made of plastic (laughs) and I think that a lot of people who maybe would want to purchase Birkenstocks will look at the price comparison of the plastic Birkenstocks they're still getting you know a quality product with the Birkenstock name on it but it's made of plastic Mm -hmm. so I feel like a lot of people would probably choose the cheaper option, even though it's, yeah, not not going to serve them maybe as well, in my opinion. Have but you heard of Adidas Futurecraft? I have not. Adidas has come out with the first shoe that they literally take back and turn into new shoes. This is cool. I know. Because I run, and so I need good running shoes. Yeah. And what do you do? You buy running shoes. Hopefully you get good quality ones that are going to last as long as possible. Yeah. But next time I get some, they're going to be future craft because... Mm, that's cool. They're And they're not just like downcycled. They literally turn them back into shoes. That's very, very cool. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. very excited about that's that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's okay. Happy. I will have to look into that. Okay. What's your cheese? Okay. So my cheese is, again, with Birkenstocks. So I think it's really funny that uh, there's a lot of jokes about Birkenstocks. and um, So what do Birkenstocks remind you of? What? I was going to say a lot of people call them like Jesus sandals. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Jesus sandals, right? <laughs> and so I just think it's really funny that people, a, a big joke is like people are paying like a hun- over $100 for a pair of flip-flops to make them look like they are attending the Last Supper. <laughs> 
Like, why? Anyways, and my dessert is, is that I still love Birkenstocks and they're great shoes. So <laughs> I get to wear, I still get to wear Birkenstocks and they're still the ones that I like to wear are made of natural materials. And I'm okay with that because they last me a really, really long time. So. Yeah, I have a pair of shoes. They're wool and leather and cork. Yeah. And they're super thick. Birkenstocks. <laughs> There's something else. But yeah, I, I am afraid of getting them wet. And mm-hmm. I was really disappointed when they came with a bunch of stickers. Oh, yeah. It's like, why? Yeah. You literally mm-hmm. promote your product as being all natural and then send plastic stickers oh, with yeah. them. Why? Yeah, why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, anyways, I will say that Birkenstocks are my, I do love them a lot, but don't get plastic Birkenstocks. No. Don't support them. Yeah. Make them go back to the way wah, they were. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find all the ways to connect with us on becominglesspod.podbean.com, where you can also support waste reduction efforts here in Edmonton, Alberta. I'm Emily. I'm Biz. And we hope you join us next time in our journey to becoming a little less every day.